Hi and welcome to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're well, I hope you're good. On today's edition of The Rodcast, we're going to be soul-searching. Oh yes, out on the beaches looking for soul. The Dover soul, the brown soul, that we all know and love. And they are delicious eating as well. But as the waters warm up and our days get warmer and our nights get a little bit less chilly, it brings with it the chance of catching a delicious soul. So that's soul searching with me in this week's species feature. I'll be telling you the best baits and the best tackle how to catch these beautiful fish. Also on today's episode, he says excitedly, I've been out testing the Akuma ITX 4000H. This is a new spinning reel from Akuma. I don't know much about Akuma. What I do know is I've had the reel about a week and I've been out testing it twice up the beach. And I'll tell you how that performed in our tackle on test feature. So welcome along, one and all, to the Rodcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, well, here we go. Akuma ITX 4000. It's that tackle on test time of day. Well, I must confess, firstly, to not knowing much about Akuma. Uh, it's a reel that I've not come across. In fact, any Akuma tackle before. Although I do know the brand's been growing over the last few years. Um, since 1986, when Akuma first launched, um, they're based in Taiwan. And they strive to deliver, as they say on their website, the ultimate fishing experience to everyone. So, being Taiwan and being Akuma, they are a clever company. And and they know their market very well and from what I can gather have built up a solid following across the USA. They say they deliver a quality and affordable fishing rods and reels. So let's have a look at what Akuma have got to offer us here in the UK. So let's have a look at this Akuma 4000 ITX. Well um, it's a fixed ball reel um, it has a 6 to 1 ratio. It's a very smart looking reel in a kind of dark grey, a two-tone grey colour. Looks very smart, made out of the carbon fibre colours. Uh, has got a nice handle grip, I have to say that. It's a very comfortable grip and quite tacky. So I would imagine, you know, in the wet and the cold, uh, you'd be able to get hold of this quite well. So, can I? 
could we? What's it like? Well, I took it up the beach and I put this reel onto my old faithful leader Riptide 13 foot beach caster. And given the size of the reel, I didn't want to load it up with big heavy lines. So I loaded 15 pound monofilament line together with a 50 pound tapered shock leader. Uh, loaded up with a five ounce weight and um, just a one up, one down rig because I thought while I'm up here I'll try and catch some soul which we'll talk about later. But anyway, my first cast on this reel wasn't that confident actually I've got to say. The reel's a little bit smaller to the reels that I usually use. I tend to like personally use the big 8,000, 10,000 type chunky spudding saltwater beach reels so this was a little bit smaller than I'm used to. Therefore when I'm casting a five ounce weight I wasn't as confident as perhaps I would be when I'm casting out with a bigger reel. Having said that though it did cast very well and I got quite a good bit of distance out of it and the reel was very light actually um, before I put it on my rod I weighed it and it came out at 10 ounces near as damn it 9.95 or whatever so that was quite a nice weight to it and has a very good ratio as well the reeling in ratio on this is quite phenomenal I suppose being a, a spinning reel as such um, a saltwater spinning reel um, it probably would have a big ratio but this is six to one now that basically means that for every turn of the handle you're going to be pulling in around about 96 centimeters of line quite a lot you know and it's a fast reel to reel in i found that reeling my bait back in was on the beach before i knew it which begged me to believe did i actually cast so far as i thought i cast but um looking at the distance when i watched the next cast fly out it was out quite a way it's just that this reel is really fast and that's a good thing especially if you're fishing for like smaller fish the sole and the bass and the lighter estuaries i would say the rivers and estuaries salt water estuaries it's a fantastic reel for that and I would imagine it's also quite a good reel for mackerel fishing or spinning for any type of spinning in the sea whether it's white feathers or coloured feathers for mackerel maybe even spinning for bass it would be quite a nice reel to do that with given that it's got a fast retrieve on it but it's built okay it was fairly smooth it felt good it's, you know it's got eight ball bearings in this reel so that's no mean feat um, it's also got Okuma's cyclonic rotation and this is designed to even out the spray put the spray away from your reel when you're reeling in but to be honest to me that seems like a bit of a gimmick the cyclonic rotation really for my type of fishing on a very windy day be that summer or winter the spray is going to be flying everywhere anyway um, it's okay you know if you're inshore fishing in a little estuary and you're not in a windy place but to say that the spray is going to be kept away from the reel a little bit a uh, stretch of the imagination I feel on this but all in all as I say it felt quite good and the handle was very comfortable the build quality seems to be pretty good after about seven or eight casts though I wondered whether this reel would actually last that long uh, especially with my type of fishing on on shingle beaches etc and it's not quite man enough in my book um, for a beach casting reel as i say i tend to prefer uh, the big 8000 the big spot and the big reels but having said that people are using these around the beaches and they are using them also in the rivers and estuaries so it can't be a bad bet and for 89 quid 
it's a little bit pricey for me when there's Daiwa reels and maybe even a look at the second hand market to get a better quality reel wouldn't be too difficult I think but they are bringing out reels all the time Akuma and next time I'm going to be talking about this big brother of this reel and that is the Okuma Azures 8000H and that's going to be more interesting because that looks a lot more chunkier and a lot more meatier than this ITX 4000 but it weren't a bad reel I fished with it twice on the second time of fishing I did try some what would be spinning in other words I, I put on uh, a small spinner and a lightweight just to get the feel of how quickly this reel reels in and it does reel in quite good and I would imagine if you're spinning in an estuary or around some rocks maybe from for some wrasse and some fish of that nature it would be a pretty good reel to use but I'm not going to say that this reel would be good for pulling in big bass and big cod up a steep shelving beach but there it is it's the Okoma ITX 4000H and if you're into the smaller reels that's not a bad buy that's tackle on test for this week and I look forward to the big brother of this reel next time and that's the Akuma Azures 8000 that's going to be interesting on tackle on test Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Okay, on the broadcast now, we're going to be looking at our species for this week. And I'm so pleased because we're going to be looking at soul or how to catch those soul. A bit of soul searching. 
I'm a soul man. I'm sorry, I mustn't do things like that. Um, but I will try and put my heart and soul into this um, for you all. Um, now stop it. Now come on. Um, it's the soul. I love catching soul. And at this time of the year, to be honest, they've just started to show around our shores, around the UK. They spend most of their time um, out in the deep waters. But coming into the late spring and summer, they tend to start turning up around our beaches. And when I say turning up, I mean literally turning up and they're quite close in as well and that's what I love about these fish anybody can actually go and try and catch them now the scientific name is the Solea Solea which is nice uh, sounds like something on a Spanish holiday rather than a sole, but there you go. Also known as the common sole, or there is a black sole, and lemon sole, they're quite often called. Um, they're not a big fish. Um, I'm lucky enough to have caught some quite big ones of these, but they don't really grow much bigger than two to three foot um, maximum, and that's a record. Really, the average size is about one to two pound. Um, maximum UK size really ever been caught as um, a six pound sole, now that is a huge thing very rare that you'd get a sole that big um, but they um, generally like the warmer water so they spend a lot of their time as I say um, out in the deeper waters but coming into the spring and summer they start to invade our shores um, best place to catch them really is the southern part of the UK um, they're very very prominent around the Hastings area St Leonard's Denchmarsh, um, Langley Point, um, Chesil Beach is a good place for those sort of soul uh, when there's a run on them as we go into the springtime. Um, the great thing about these soul, and I didn't discover these really until I caught one purely by accident. In fact, the first ever soul I caught was on the River Medway. Uh, around the Medway City Estate. That's an industrial estate down here in Kent. And the River Medway, quite a way up the Medway, really, quite away from the estuary. Uh, we used to fish there a lot for flatties and coddling. And uh, the sole run there. Um, now, I was really surprised to catch one because... It, the tide was running one day and my line was so close into the side of the bank I thought oh, I'm gonna have to get that in a minute I was fishing with two rods and I saw my rod sort of pulling a bit and I thought well that's the tide because the tide does rip out of the medway when it's on the run anyway I reeled it in and to my total surprise I had this huge great doormat of a sole um, and when I say doormat it was big in fact uh, without being too graphic when I took it home to eat it it virtually hardly fit in my frying pan it was that big it was hanging over each side but they are a lovely fish to eat if you are that way inclined and certainly in the fish shops around the UK they're a prime fish as well they're very expensive to buy and obviously when Covid's done and dusted when we get back into the restaurants a lemon sole around the posh restaurants in the UK there's going to be sole back on the menu at quite a price to pay they're an expensive fish to eat so that makes them good to fish for and they're also great fun to fish for the thing i will say about sole um they have a very very small mouth so really you need size four hooks or size two hooks no bigger than that because they have a tiny little mouth and they're bottom feeding fish and they like to feed off of the sand they're not really a shingle fish if you've got a beach where there's a lot of shingle and it goes out and doesn't break up into sand um, then you're not going to find many sole there the best beaches around the UK to catch these are where the beach is quite steep or quite shallow but mainly 
important that it gives way to sand and sandy areas are where you'll find the soul and they really are close in i've fished many a times when i've seen people casting out you know the usual 100 150 yards trying to fish and then i've seen absolute rank beginners throwing out and casting because they can't cast that far pulling in nice soul you can actually cast over the top of these soul especially at night because they are really a nocturnal fish as well so the best time to go is around about dusk and then fish into the early evening that's when the soul tend to be at their best and also they do like to feed on calmer nights um, being a flat fish they're not really into battling the breakers much like the bass or round fish they like a bit of a calmer water a little bit of a swells okay and a few breakers but there's a limit if you you know on a really windy night and the breakers are coming up the beach at a rate of knots not really a good soul night they tend to be the warmer clearer nights on a slow tide and they're quite good at low tide as well probably because at low tide you haven't got to cast over those shingle to get to the sandy areas where these soul feed and at low tide they can be out as little as 20 yards you know they're right under your feet virtually and that's where you're going to catch these um, elusive soul um i remember going to hyeth one night a good tip when you're going fishing on your own is to go somewhere where there's people nearby you um, just for security reasons really another fisherman not far away is always a, a little bit of security but anyway I sat up near this guy he'd been fishing there all day really um, at Hyde Beach hadn't had much at all in fact I don't think as I recall he'd caught anything I went there with one rod on a fixed ball and a running trace and I was setting up alongside him and I had some ragworm and I cast out my first cast just as he was packing up and like usual my first cast is a bit naff it's really just to get me lying wet and to to get myself settled in and as I was talking to him my rod started rattling at the top and then started bending quite big <laughs> quite quite a lot I reeled it in and it was a big soul and he just couldn't believe it. this poor chap he said oh my god that's a lovely fish I've been here all day and I haven't had any of that and I'm, I mean if you're still listening if you remember that night that fella I didn't get your name but I'm really sorry okay it was just one of those things that happens in fishing must apologize if you're listening now but yes yeah, so, i mean he was absolutely gutted and i was absolutely over the moon and that night i am um, i continued in that vein after he packed up and i ended up having three or four soul and i soon realized that they love they love ragworm they don't like a lot of bait on the hook if you're using a size two and a size four hook then you don't want the bait to be too big as I say because they've got a very small mouth now let's have a look at the tackle for these things basically you don't need anything special in fact a normal beach caster be that a fixed ball or even a multiplier rod don't forget you don't have to cast out far for these so it's an ideal time really if you're a new angler that's kind of using a multiplier and you want to just give it a little whirl without worrying about casting too far it's a good reel to try just to cast out a little multiplier get used to the braking systems if you've got them or whatever but a fixed ball rod and a fixed ball reel is absolutely fine you really don't have to cast out that far and it is a waiting game as well if there's soul around they tend to feed in numbers so we quite often use two maybe even three hooks with these now unlike the place we spoke about last week they're not really attracted to bright colors because they're mainly a nocturnal feeder they really don't worry about bright beads and colors like that not into that at all what they are into is a nice a nice bit of ragworm i personally 
And this is my personal opinion. I believe that the soul prefer ragworm than lugworm. But they do come up on lugworm. But if I'm going to go soul searching, uh, uh, I always take lug and rag and if I'm fishing two rods or even a two hook trace what I tend to do is put one lug one rag on which is kind of logical really. Now talking of the rigs really you don't really want anything special a perfectly normal running trace my old classic running trace where the weight runs up your main shock leader then there's a bead and then there's a swivel and a hook snood. Try and keep the snoods fairly short when you're looking for sole because Sole are bottom feeders. There was an argument a few years ago that, oh no, you need a big snood for a, for sole. They like a, a bait that flaps around. To be fair, I've had better results on shorter snoods where the bait is closer to the bottom. And another thing to do when you're fishing for sole is try and avoid having your rod high up in your rod rests because what that tends to do is create an angle down from the top of your rod especially when you're fishing in close it creates an angle and that angle then means your bait's not on the actual seabed so you're almost like a clothesline effect where your bait's floating around in the water and the sole can't find it and because they're nocturnal they feed by their sense of smell and they scan the sandy bottom for lugworm and ragworm and they do take shellfish they love prawns and they also take small crab now incidentally just as an interesting point about sole the name Doversol really is said to come from the fact back in the 1800s there was a massive demand for the species from wealthy people up in London and so the theory goes a regular fast stagecoach actually used to run from the beaches of Kent up to London and um, from Dover to, to bring the sole up to the posh restaurants in London as I say it's always been a popular restaurant fish and that was called the Dover sole so that's how it got its name the Dover sole but basically a soul's a soul you know what I mean <laughs> or soul to soul was quite a good band but there you go uh, I digress <laughs> Um, really, the sole are a lovely fish to fish for and a lovely fish to catch. Going back to the rigs, if you're using a two-hook or a three-hook paternoster, that is a length of line which can be, your trace line can be 30 pound, you know, you can even use a bit of shock leader actually. Two swivels beaded tightly uh, and your snoods around about 8 inches long, maybe 10 inches with small hooks. And I tend to go for one up and one below the weight. So the classic paternoster, which would be your trace line, one hook up high, one hook down low. Or even two hooks above your weight and one below. Because don't forget, you haven't got to clip these down. You haven't got to cast out far for them. You know, you can an easily over the head lob will get this baits out to where the sole are likely to be. Now, on these snoods, what I've done before, and I find this very successful, a little tip, if you are a freshwater fisherman as well, and in your freshwater tackle box you have some drilled bullets, as we called them, the old musket ball type weights, only about three ounces, two ounces, they don't need to be big. You can thread that up the snood line about two or three inches from your actual bait. That means what will happen is when you throw that out, that's going to sink that snood down to the bottom of the sand and it's going to keep your bait firmly on the seabed. You'll need to put a couple of stoppers either side um, but if you use the rubber stoppers you can actually slide it up and down as well so you know if you're not getting much joy you can slide that bullet lead up a little bit or down a little bit on the snood to really nail it to the bottom and it can even go down as far as the top of your hook which means your bait's going to be definitely on the seabed but don't forget sole have got a small mouth and when they feed they tend to suck the worm up slowly they never sort of hit it and run like a lot of other fish 
they tend to be quite slow so what you'll probably see and I always notice when you're sole fishing is you'll get a little rattle on the top of your rod your tip of your rod will start kind of knocking gently and don't go striking because half the time if you do that you're going to miss it I've seen people fishing you know most of the night striking too early and not catching any sole when I've seen other people just waiting patiently because the sole basically is going to hook itself just have to let it go and then when your rod starts bigger movements pick your rod up gently and reel the sole in and that's how to catch the sole how to hook them when you look at them you'll see they have a very very small mouth so you've got to give them time to actually take that bait no point at all in striking out over over keen as we call it um, because you're you're going to miss out on a lot of sole that way so there's certain little rules you need to do when you're sole fishing obviously um you'll find with sole that they vary in size quite a lot if they're small put them back as we all know we should you know you can get the size recommendations off of uh, different websites um, must put them back if they're too small but obviously if they're edible size and you are that way inclined do take them home because there's no limits on the sole like bass we can only have one to take home you can take these home and they freeze very well as well the other thing about sole is that they have very tough brown skin on them it's quite a rough skin as well not quite as rough as a dogfish but they are quite a rough fish underneath is pure white and uh, on top of them is a sort of dark brown uh, tough skin and they're a very strong fish as well you'll realize when you catch these when you get them to unhook them and you get hold of them they sort of curl around your hand uh, they're quite a strong muscular fish probably a reason why they're so nice to eat because they're a nice solid fish um, they can be really nicely cooked and as I say restaurants actually charge a fortune for them but I tend to go soul searching purely for soul I'm not really bothered when I go for any other species so both my rods when I use two rods are tackled up ready just for sole and I tend to use very small hooks as I say size 4 size 2 is good and all around the coasts the southern coast especially size well in Essex is a good point Hythe is a good place I say Langley Point is a very very good uh, sole spot Chesil Beach is another one but they're very very nice fish to eat very nice fish to fish for I actually love fishing for them and as I say when I do go fishing for them, I do go fishing for them, and I don't go fishing for any other species. So there you go, size two to six hooks, which is your best. You might well pick up a place or a flounder when you're fishing for these fellas, because they are of the same ilk. Uh, place don't seem to feed so much in the evenings after dark, but you might find flounder on there as well, because they do come in close to the shores so good luck with that that is how to catch the wonderful soul the lovely soul well worth going for actually well worth um, taking a bit of time to adjust your tackle for and go fishing specifically for soul and i'm so tempted by all that i think i might just pop up the beach now uh, what time is that low tide good luck hope you catch some Ah, well, time's beat us again, and that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the Rodcast. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope we can help you catch some of those souls. Join us again next week on the Rodcast for more information on your fishing world. And don't forget, tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.